This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Can't get enough of the fan in the morning? Shown up. Because this is nothing like that. Working. Alan Jerry are here with stories they'd never get to cover on the morning show. Very sexy robot. Hey, look at that pig. Shenanigans. Naked yoga. My mother had a bad experience with these ghosts. Let's hump the fence. It's Alan Jerry's post-game podcast. Come and see me. All right, here we go. We do a podcast as Al is singing to get this thing started. Why the hell not? Al, what's up? Good morning, Jerry. Every time I hear... uh. The term Odyssey, which is our new company. Yes. Yeah, so you think of Odyssey name. Putters. I think of uh, what Odyssey pot Putters? Yeah. I think of uh, the song Valerie from Steve Winwood, and I sing Odyssey, call on me. Odyssey, call on me. You should Come say download and see me. me. Ooh. <laughs> on the same map you used to be. There you go. So I put a Twitter poll out, Jerry. And okay. I was wondering what your take on this would be. Oh, I like a Twitter poll. The Twitter poll was this. It was, what is the minimum amount of money that you could get in a lump sum? Lump sum. Which would change your life. That I don't have to pay taxes on? Correct. It has to be life-changing. Not, I bought a car and that changed my life. No, no, I no, mean, no. it's got to be, because of course, Twitter being Twitter, I got filled with if I had five thousand dollars, my whole life would change. It would. No, it no, really no, would no. I know. Change. I know exactly what. So you're I'll tell saying. you the categories I gave. Jerry, okay. And you tell the me the selections. What, I gave you the selections. Yep. But let me. Where is my uh, profile? All right. And it, uh, so here's the question, Jerry. What's the minimum amount of lump sum money that would be life changing for you? So it would actually change your life. Okay. Five hundred thousand dollars. One million dollars. $2 million, more than $2 million. $2 million. The number one answer has been $500,000. Mm, I disagree with that. The second is more than $2 million. Oh, wow. Okay. So the two in the middle, the million dollars and $2 million uh, are the, the, the two. The $500,000, does, it doesn't do it in terms of life changing. Right. Because all it does is pay off your mortgage, maybe. Right. Depending upon where you, which is great, and that it helps. There's no question Absolutely. that helps. But life still comes at you pretty quick, right. and you still have massive bills every month. Still have to work. So that's not enough. I'm sorry, that doesn't. That's a, that would be awesome. That would not be life changing though. Uh, I say the two million because it could pay off the mortgage, pay off the car loans, pay for college, and put some money away. 
Right, and this it, obviously is different for each person, which Absolutely. is why I was trying to figure out where do most of the people sure. who answer this poll question fall. Yes. I feel like for me, where I am at in my life, I don't have kids. Right, sure. I think a million dollars, I still think even a million dollars if I'm if I'm going to then pay off my mortgage, right? Yeah. And then I would put the rest towards like retirement. Yeah. I don't know that my life changes. No, I mean, I think the only thing it's, that would be in your case, if the only thing you have to pay off is your mortgage. Yeah. And that's all you're thinking about. Let's, and I'm just poops and giggles. Let's say at the end of the day, you're sitting there with $500,000. Well, I mean, you could put it in something that could earn you 9 or 10%. Now, all of a sudden, you're making 50000 a year on your money. Right. So in your case, I think that, would help for sure. Is it life changing? But it's still going to change my life. If well, I had an extra fifty grand a year, my life no. style does. I think all the time back in when I was living in Tampa, Florida, in uh, nineteen ninety five, my full time job that I got paid me sixteen thousand nine hundred dollars. Sure, I do not live much different today. But you can't live on that here. Correct. Not but a I'm chance. saying no, no, no. I understand that. But back then, I had. A two-bedroom condo right. in a gated community. Right. Now I have a one-bedroom condo. Across the street from the ocean. Across the street from the ocean, but one bedroom. Yep. I have a very similar type of automobile. I have the same... I feel like I have the same amount of money to go out to dinner and things. Right. Isn't that something? My life has not changed. But expenses have. Right. Significantly. Because your condo doesn't cost what that condo costs. Right. And your car payment's different. If you even have a car payment. Back then, you get a car. Honestly, you 150 bucks a month, you get a car. Yeah. Now, Jesus Christ. Yeah. It's, it's 500 a month, 400 a month. It's not 150. Uh, yeah. So I actually think you're right. I think maybe $2 million yeah. would be like, my life has changed. Yes. I think so. Because you pay off your bills. You secure college for your kids if you have uh, if you have children. And you can and still then you put have money away. that you could put away and earn interest on. Yeah, absolutely. And then still work, but not maybe not work as much. Yeah. That's that to me is life changing. That would be cool. You guys people are like, ten thousand dollars no, could please. pay someone's rent for a year. I go, okay, but then what in a year where are you? Yeah, you're not changing it your life. It doesn't change your life. I it agree. can change your it can change uh, a momentary. It can yeah. change. You're talking about changing your life. Yeah, where you are a different. You're living a different lifestyle for the rest of your life. Yeah, that's interesting. What made you come up with that? Um, I think I, I think Geo or somebody made a comment about about a lawsuit, and okay. I was like, huh, I wonder how much money someone could could make. Like, what money would you need to pocket where you feel like? Oh no! It was the lottery commercial? Oh, okay. It was the uh, we were doing the commercial for Jack Pocket. Yeah, got it. And and it was you know it's some insane number three hundred something million dollars. Yeah, sure. Yeah, that would be life changing. Yeah. So I'm like, I, and I think in a bad way. Yeah, a lot of people it goes bad uh, if, if people are not careful. Yeah. There's a show on HGTV called My Lottery Dream House. I don't know if you've ever. I seen just it. watched it this weekend, and what was interesting about it was, and me, and, I don't want to say we we didn't argue about it at all. But my wife, and this is goes in line with your your poll question. Yeah, my wife severely disagreed with me, to where the people won five hundred thousand dollars on a scratch off. Oh right. no, a million dollars on a scratch off. Million dollars scratch off. And she's like, "Wow," I'm like, "Honey, that's nothing. Like not nothing, but you like, wow, millionaire." She's like, "Why are they looking at homes this small?" I said, "Because at the end of the day, that million is probably four hundred and seventy five thousand dollars. Number one, two, they have bills." 
And just because they buy the house doesn't mean they're not going to have property taxes and utilities. They're doing the right thing. They were buying a house for $300,000. Correct. Like, that's what you should do. I see that all the time. I watch that show quite a lot when yeah. it's on or when I catch it. It's normally, you know, I have it on in the background. It runs like nonstop yes. episodes. Yeah. So, yeah, a lot of times I'll see sometimes the people will even win $5 million. Okay. And they're getting a $300,000 home. So smart. Exactly. I was like, this is a great idea. Yep. These people know what they're doing with their money. And My not- wife has asked me, no matter how much more money I make or don't make, but if it ever goes better, can we please just stay where we are? Like, she doesn't want anything. We've got all the space we need. The yard is big enough. There's no reason to move. I'm like, oh, fine. I'm ready to go downsize. Are you kidding me? Right. Like, That's fine with me. I don't need the monster house. Please. I'm good. No, thanks. The other interesting thing to watch about that show, My Lottery Dream House, is hosted by a guy. I forget his name. Yes, who's got tattoos all over his hands and arms, and my lord. So, sometimes he has no tattoos. Really? Yeah, because it's the as the seasons go on, he added more tattoos. No kidding. Now he's got tigers on the back of his neck. They're everywhere. His whole hand. His hand, when that creeps me out. When I see someone with that many tattoos, I, I feel like they've lived a bad, a I hard know, you life. always say that, I know. And they almost always have. Has he? Have you checked? I, I haven't, but I'm sure. I don't know if has. that is the case anymore. And I only say it from the standpoint of these tattoos have become so like mainstream at this point. I don't. I think if you're covered, and this guy is oh covered. I got you. Has become covered. Yeah, no, he has. Like like you said, his all of his hands, his entire arm, yeah. his chest, his neck, his throat, yep. the back of his neck, behind his ears. I do think, and no one uh, that I'm aware of has done this study, and I don't know why sociologists or psychologists haven't done this study, the study of people who cover themselves in tattoos and psychological trauma at some point in their life. David Bromstad. Yes, that's his name. Now, he had his family on there one day. Okay. Who seemed, they were non-tattoo and seemed like a traditional family. Well, that doesn't mean his past family life and his siblings and mom and dad, that could be tough. Right. You know, and he's figured it out on his own, which is great. Right. But yeah, I that's yeah, it is something. There's good uh, because there's got to be a reason why strippers, porn stars, are you covered see that in all tattoos. In porn? They're covered in tattoos. For real? Yeah. Oh, okay. Strippers covered in tattoos. Athletes that come from from very bad upbringings, covered in tattoos. Yeah, I have, a lot of, to it. I have a lot of my friends that have a lot of tattoos that I have not had. Uh, you're right. There's no there's no doubt. I'm not disputing what you're saying, but I think it's more than that. I think now it's become just so accepted that yeah. anyone. My, my, my niece has had a very good life, and she's, like, addicted to the tattoo now. Every time I see her, she gets another one. And, I mean, she had a good life, and they're everywhere. Every they're time sh- I see her, I'm yeah. like, wow, you got another one? Oh, my God, you got two more. Wow. Right. Okay. She loves it. Okie doke. Let's just ease up a little bit. Yeah. But to each his own. I, I don't care. They say tattoos are permanent, Jerry. Well, you can get them removed, but I've heard it's painful and yeah. very time-consuming. A couple other things here. Um, we were discussing The Rock and in, in that his yeah, 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 got to be all jacked up on yeah. H. You, said, you thought perhaps HGH, I not did. steroids. Uh, Michelle on Twitter had sent us uh, The Rock's... Uh, his rundown of what he eats every day. Okay. But then she also sent a separate article of uh, the rocks cheat days. Yeah. And he had photographed 
30 different cheat days. Okay. The amount of sushi he's consuming on a cheat day, Jerry, it's a table full. And then stacks of giant chocolate chip cookies. So give me Stacks. so give me like a rundown of a regular day for him, not the cheat day. Oh, he eats from like what you saw. Is it what we expected? Seven meals, right? Each meal has something like a ten ounce steak or a ten ounce cod or ten ounce salmon. In addition to that, egg whites on top of it. So he it's, it's just loads up on proteins. Oh my gosh, a lot of proteins. And the cheat days and salads is what once a week or was it once a month? It seemed like maybe once a week. A lot. Or once a month. Did but. she? Did it say, or did she say how much he worked out? It's got to be hours. Oh yeah, every no, day. it's hours every day. Right. That's the hours thing. Hours every day. I read a thing, and I saw the thing on Will Smith in the newspaper today about his body's gotten a little soft and he flabby. He says if it's you will. the uh, it's the worst shape he's ever been in in his life. And when he, he did the Ali film, yeah, I remember he was getting up at three thirty in the morning, if I remember correctly, because I remember it struck me like, wow, I get up at three thirty. I couldn't do this every day. I believe he was getting up at three thirty and working out till seven. To get ready for that film. Yeah. Think about that. I mean, that's a lot of time. Now, I'm sure he's not in the gym for three and a half hours, but the time to get there, you got the trainer when you wrap up, but it's probably two hours of working out every day. Right. And then how do you keep that up? You that's can't. the key. You can't. And that's what happens when you slow down. That, those muscles ain't staying there like that. They're going to get yeah. covered up by some softness. Right. Uh, this Michelle who sent us this on Twitter, Jerry, she... um. Uh, then for breakfast, she had a stack of chocolate chip cookies she sent us. A nice. <laughs> Good for her. <laughs> I love, there's nothing better than chocolate chip cookies. Oh, my God. Yeah. I would love to just eat I like the Oreo better than the, than the chocolate chip cookie. I saw Boomer during one of the breaks. He was dipping his Oreos into coffee. I'm not oh, a, was he? I don't like to dip into coffee. I don't like to dip the Oreos into anything. I just like the Oreo. I will occasionally dip a biscotti into coffee, but that's the only thing I'm dipping into coffee, and I yeah. don't even really love that. doesn't work for me. Because then you're left with crumbs in your cookie in your yeah. coffee. It's silly. It's no good. It's like the it's like the credence that use the same knife for peanut butter and jelly. Yeah, that drives me crazy. Yeah, no, I, I oh, will. I'll I use the same that. knife, but I wipe it completely clean oh, on a napkin. Not in my house. That's why my. Oh, why you're, we always, you're saying it's uh, there's parts of jelly yes, in your peanut butter and parts of disgusting. peanut butter in your jelly. That is disgusting. Well, it's usually the peanut butter's in the jelly because the peanut butter goes off first. Always a clean knife. We, for years now, only squeeze jam, so you don't have to worry about it. But we got stuck. The place was out. So last time my wife got it, she got the right. Well, it's fine, but I can't eat it now. Yeah. It's like, can you please go get this? Oh, disgusting. Bad job. Really bothers me. Bad job by your family, Jerry. Uh, You're right. I agree. I've been watching these uh, wrestling documentaries. You know, I told you about the so I saw the Stone Cold one uh, last night. I was watching uh, Mets DVR'd. Cardinals. No, uh, last night I watched uh, Nick's Grizzlies. <laughs> Rowdy Roddy Piper documentary. <laughs> but what's funny is to see now. I know these wrestlers live a very hard life. Sure, they're on the road. They've all of them say like three hundred days yeah. out of three sixty five. Way too much. They're away from their families, but it's interesting in seeing their families saying how much of a family guy they were. But they're not around. Meanwhile, they're not around. And then the wives and family members dismiss their cheating behaviors as like, it was a bit rough on the road and they end up cheating. But they're such great family men. No, they're not. First of all, you can't, I really do believe you can't live life on the road. No. And be a legit family man. Correct. Because the definition of being a family man is being around your family. Oh, right. So 
it doesn't work, and I'm sure some people try it, but there, like, I always find it interesting when you read an article about a long distance relationship where, and we see this with high level executives where like the guy's working in LA yeah, Monday through Thursday flies home Thursday night to be with the family Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. And he's on a jet Monday morning. And like, that's his life. That's gotta be, I don't know. How do you see your kids grow up? I don't know. You know, so I always wondered, one conversation we've had a couple of times is where is the line of success to giving up the time with your kids? Like, what is there a number that right. you're like, listen, he'll be okay. They're going to be fine. You're around, but you've got this job that's going to pay you $1.7 million a year, but I am not going to be home Monday through Friday until 9 o'clock at night, and I'm leaving at 5 a.m. Is it worth it in the end? I don't know. I don't know that it is. Well, it's funny because all the, like the wrestlers in particular that I've been watching and as being guys on the road all the time, unlike, you know, even rock stars go on tour, then they don't go on tour for a year. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Or a year and a half. And then they go on tour again. But these guys are on tour all year round. There's no off season, you know, and they all seem in order to be at the top of your game, you have to be crazy about it and do it. And yeah. they all seem to want to do it. They all seem sad after they retire of they what miss it, it. Did, or, or what it did to their families. Oh, okay. The time they missed. So what was weird is the Rowdy Roddy Piper one, his children seemed to love him. And although he wasn't around, they, they don't seem to, they still seem like they had a great relationship with him. Stone Cold is working on his relationship with his kids. They not weren't great. in the documentary, so not great. Yeah. Rick Flair, his daughter's in wrestling. His other son, I think, committed suicide. Oh, God. Like, it's just, but you're right. There's got to be, but there doesn't seem to be a balance. So the people that are super motivated to be super successful don't seem to have an off switch. And then thus can't be family people. But you're right. There's got to be some, some way to balance that or say, I have now have enough money. I better yeah. get more involved with my family, but it doesn't go that way. It also depends on the woman, you know, the mom and her support st- system at yeah. home. If you've got, if your wife, there are, and I've seen this over the years now, and we've discussed this too, where, you know, how crazy some, and I'm only speaking from experience from my circle of friends, if you will, how nuts some of my friends' wives or in the case of the girls that I'm friends with just couldn't wait to get pregnant and have a family. And then they have the family and they're blown away by how much work it is and yeah. how tired they are. And in some cases, some really complain about it. In other cases, they smile and they want more kids and they love it. So it really depends on the personality of the woman you marry and how she handles it at home. Being a single mom in a marriage that's kind of invisible for 300 days out of 365 and also what kind of help she has from her sisters or her mom or her dad and if she has help, I could see it working. But boy, if you're just a couple and you live away from family and friends and you get, and then you're on the road and she's by herself, that's got to be really hard. And I don't even know how anybody's happy in that circumstance, except when you're performing because you're happy. Right. But that's going to be a tough phone call every night. Well, they you know? say they, they were taking cocaine, a lot oh, of these guys, to, to get up, to, to, to travel, to be at the next place. Then they take a downer to go to sleep. Oof. Then an upper to get, your body. Oh, you're right. It's constant 
and then the heavy drinking, and then they're all cheating on their wives. Right, the like, emotional trauma for the wife at home yeah. with the kids. She's got to just be like, what did I sign up for? Yeah. It's really got to be difficult. And that's where you see a lot of those documentaries, like Behind the Fame. Yes. Not as great as it looks sometimes. Exactly, Jerry. Yeah, tough for everybody. Unless you're very famous radio personalities like Jerry and I. And <laughs> it's bliss everywhere. Oh, it's bliss. Bliss everywhere, Jerry. Let's do the warm-up show. That was a pretty good one. Pretty good. It was pretty good, Jerry. Sounds good. We'll do it again tomorrow, too. Uh, Again tomorrow? Back I will. here at 5 o'clock? I will be here. All right, yes. I'll be here. I hope so. Uh, we'll see you tomorrow, then. So! We all know baseball is a long season. I'm Brett Boone from the Brett Boone Podcast. This summer, take a trip down memory lane with me and hear from the legends of the game. So far this year, I've had conversations with Randy Johnson, Pete Rose, Deion Sanders. Plus, every week we look at the state of Major League Baseball, which teams are exceeding expectations, which ones are struggling to meet them. Follow and listen to the Brett Boone Podcast on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Jerry, don't worry, it's only an hour long, and most days it doesn't suck. All right, here we go, 503 Tuesday morning in New York City, along with the Eddie Scazzeri. It's the warm-up show brought to you by Carney Bank, your bank for today. For tomorrow, visit CarneyBank.com for details. His name is Al Artemi Dukes. What's up, Al? How are you? Good morning, Jerry. I was uh, running a little late this morning because there was a uh, uh, garbage truck that I know was purposely blocking the road so I couldn't go past them. Well, I mean, they got a job to do, and they no. don't care who's behind them. No, but but they could have easily moved out of Always. the way. Always. I thought it was just a douche move. And they don't know. who. It's 4 o'clock in the morning. I could be a crazy person. They don't care. With weapons. They don't care. I mean, I do have weapons, but I'm not a crazy person. They do not care. Like, I was looking at the guy. I was like, I could be like a nut jobber. Uh, who gets super crazy and wants to go uh, uh, and wants to yell at you for blocking? But why would they block the? Because they don't street? care. But why don't they care? They're doing their job. They look at it as it's four o'clock in the morning. They own the road. I it's happened so. to me numerous times. And then, uh, then I came, uh, got past that, and then there was a gentleman came out of a TD Bank vestibule and urinated. Yeah, be careful. I know. I know exactly what you're talking about. I thought he was going to spin and go right onto my car, but he didn't. He could have. So I appreciate that. Never know. Shout out to that guy for not urinating on my car when he could have, because I was driving right past him. Although it's raining, so it would have washed right off. It would have washed off. And that would have been, what a New York thing that would have been. Garbage truck, man urinating on the streets. And it's still only 5.04 in the morning, and this has happened to you already. Now you're in New York, concrete jungle where dreams are made of. There's nothing you can't do like urinate in the streets and get run over by garbage trucks. I also have uh, started uh, throwing my banana peel into the garbage. Like, I eat my banana on my way in, and then I throw my banana peel in the trash when I get to New York, and I think, I'm probably providing a rat with some food. Probably so. Right? Yes. That's nice to me. You are helping the rat population. I'll never get a thank you for that from the rats. You will not. Nothing. There'll never be a, hey, we noticed you're throwing the banana peel every day in this garbage. Probably not. And we know now where we could get some food if we want Unless it's the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Right. Then you may, then maybe you get some conversation. Maybe. <laughs> Jerry, the Mets, uh, I woke up this morning to find out the Mets have fired uh, hitting coaches Chili Davis and Tom Slater. And they hired Quattlebaum. Whoever that is. That's <laughs> their new hitting coach. Don't you think Francisco Lindor has got to scratch these two guys a check? I agree. I think I actually believe I heard Sal, and Sal's dialed Sal in. 
Well, he believes, and remember, he works at SNY, so he's talking to a lot of Met people. Does that mean he's not allowed to say what he really feels? Jerry? No, I mean he. I mean, I think he said what he thought. Okay, and it's that he doesn't believe that Chili Davis and whatever the other guy's name is were using the information that was given to them by is the analytic right? analytic people. So. If that's true, it makes sense they were fired. I also believe they were let go because they're paying Francisco Lindor a third of a billion dollars, and he's batting 160. But if that's the hitting dude's fault, why aren't they making $30 billion? You know what I mean? $30 like, billion? Well, I'm just saying, like, well, I, listen, if first it's of the all, hitting coach at this I, level, they should, that I shouldn't think even it's exist. All, I think it's all nonsense myself. Yeah. I think the hitting coach, if you can't figure it out at this point, I Correct. think a hitting coach can tweak you here and there to maybe make a little bit of an improvement, but you don't go from a 300 hitter to a 160 hitter because of the hitting coach. Right. So I agree with you um, in that way, but I will say you're also responsible at the end of the day when your superstar can't do a damn thing. I don't like think they so. got to blame someone, but, and that's how it starts. And guess that, who's next? That's what sucks. Though. Guess who's next? But this uh, Luis Rojas. Okay, he's next. But can't fire the so, player. Why? Because they have guaranteed right, contracts. But that's your fault for doing that. Oh, I'm not arguing you, but, with you. But it's just silly. It'd be like I'm if, not arguing It'd be like you. if Boomer did a terrible show and they said, uh, Eddie Scazzari, Al, you guys got to get out of here. For sure. Boomer, Boomer did a garbage You're show. You're absolutely right. I, have, I am not arguing with you at one, at all. That, But that's the way it is. And until they change it, and they're not going to because the union's too strong, it's the way it's the way baseball is. Guaranteed contracts. I, I do not understand to this day and age, and never will, why contracts are not one year at a time. You play well, we'll reward you next year. Play like crap, guess what? You're taking a pay cut. Right. But that's not what it is. Poor Chili Davis. Eh, he's fine. I feel bad for Chili Davis. And Lindor should come out today publicly and say, Chili Davis My got bad. fired because I suck, so I'm going to scratch him and this Tom Slater fella a $10 million Unless, check. Unless what Sal was saying has merit. In that case, then you did it to yourself. If you've ignored what the higher-ups want you to. And he also had a good point, too, had a sal, that though, they that. were hired by Brody Van Wagenen. Right. And so you could be trying to just wipe just it all clean. Clean them all out. And since things aren't going, and don't tell me they've been hitting the ball well. They haven't. They really have Even last night, they, ooh, they scored five runs. With a bases loaded walk and a hip, give me a break. They didn't hit the ball last night. Please. Pete Alonzo hit the ball, and Kevin Pillar hit the ball. That's it. Right. They've been They've been boring to watch. It's another part of this. And they're well, not good. Well, tune in tonight, Jerry, because uh, you don't have Chili Davis and Tom, Bomb. and Tom Slater there. So I'm sure they'll be hitting the ball all What's over the park. What's his name? Quapple Bomb? I don't his know. Name? I didn't even look. I didn't even care who it was. I have it. Hold poor on. Chili Davis is the scapegoat. Hugh Quattle Bomb. Hugh Quattle Bomb? <laughs> that's not a made-up name. That's, the, that's their new hitting coach. Hey, Lindor, go see Q Cloder Bomb <laughs> and see if he can tweak your swing. <laughs> yes. I mean, if you're paying a player... $300 million, that guy should know what he's doing. I I, I couldn't agree with you more. Sounds Watch like, some video and figure it out. I Watch agree. Some video. The new Quattle Bomb should just go in there and go, uh, Mr. Francisco Lindor, can I have a meeting with you? What about this? If you hit the ball. <laughs> can we all get up? We can all get along. We'll fine. We'll Maybe all I get, get our paychecks. I don't. I completely agree. Let's go, man. But I this don't is, like it one This bit. is what, how many games? So they're 11 and just 23 games. He looks Terrible. Lindor? Yes. Or Quattlebaum. He might look terrible, too. I don't know. I've never seen him before. Well, now the Quattlebaum be working with him, Jerry. All's going to turn around. I mean, Mike. And now J.D. Davis, who actually is one player that was hitting the ball, he's hurt. I mean, he's injured. Uh, yeah, who do we yeah, blame yeah. for that? The team doctor? Yes. Fire him. 
Yes. Gosh. We should, yes. Or the trainer. Get rid of the trainer. That's a punk move. Like, who has to answer? Like, like Steve, uh, what's his name? Steve Cohen? He should come out and say, like, like, explain yourself. Why'd you fire Chili Davis? Oh, he might have had something to do with this. Right, but I'm saying, like, well, explain yourself. I don't understand. It's blaming the wrong. It's like when Mark comes in and yells at me and Eddie for something Gio said. You're right. Go yell at the guy who did it. You're right. Go yell at Francisco. Rip Lindor. your superstar who stinks. Right. You're very right. But and and you're also the one that gave him three hundred million dollars. I'm sorry, three hundred and thirty million dollars or Correct. whatever the hell the number is. It might even be more than that. I don't even remember. The whole thing is stupid. The whole system stinks. I couldn't agree more. You hear that? The whole system stinks. They should be paid year by year. The and that's system, that. Jerry. The system is like a dead fish. It stinks from the head down, or something like that. Well, it has for years and years, That's yes. That's one of those things. We'll see if that is the case here. But the fact that they fired their hitting coach, not unique to this team or this or this no, game. They it do just, it all the time to try and spark something. As if that's going to be like a, you guys got Chili Davis fired, now try hitting the ball. Right. Now, like it's going to be some sort of spark. I will tell spark. you, though, you know how many times that happens and the team goes out and scores 11 runs the next Yeah, night? right. It's so stupid. stupid. Right. It Poor is. Chili I agree. Davis. It is stupid. I'm hoping. You got some guy named Olivedo pitching tonight for the Cardinals. If you, it's like his fourth start. You can't figure this out. I have a different away. guy pitching. I have uh, Kwang Hyun Kim. I don't know who that versus is. Versus Jacob Alvarado is pitching tonight against what? Degrom. Johan Alvarado. I or I forget Alvarado. Well, Degrom's pitching tonight, which means Degrom the Mets is pitching. Will tonight. not get any hits. So Chili Davis could go. Ah, see, I'm gone, and you're still not getting hits. You're right. We shall see. How did I screw up that pitching matchup? Well, when I looked maybe last you night, Jerry, I went off. I don't went right to the. I always go to the team website. I go to the MLB app. Okay, let's see what Should they be got the same. here, Jerry. Let's see what we got here. Maybe there I was got a... Johan Oviedo. I believe is his yep, name. Yep, they changed it. Okay, These sons. I think of it's guns. just his fourth major league appearance. Sons of guns. He's zero and zero. Degrom is uh, two and two with a point five ERA. <laughs> <laughs> So stupid. Good luck, Oviedo. Meantime, Steven Matz has given up, you know, bombs like he did again last night, and he's four and two. Yeah. <laughs> stupid. Ay, ay, ay. What so, did yeah. they update? They must update this after last night's game because I, I put this, uh, I put my starting pitchers together when I'm well, eating my dinner. Well, you went right at four o'clock in the afternoon the day before. <laughs> <laughs> so, you, Tama, you haven't checked between 4.30 in the afternoon and now? Not at the starting pitchers. News, of course. I follow the news. I got you. I'm like 10-10 wins. I follow the news round the clock. Right. There was news with the Cardinals. They changed their starting pitcher. I don't follow Cardinals. <laughs> but they're playing the Mets. Oh, later today. Let me give you a quick plug, Jerry. We've oh, we got, have a guest. We've got the Joe Douglas will join us. I at, thought we don't do guests. We rarely do guests. Unlike the so afternoon show, has got guests every week, every How, day. Who'd they have yesterday? Joe Judge? Uh, Joe Judge? Well, yesterday, who, yeah, they had uh, Joe Judge. Joe Judge yesterday. Right? Yeah. Yeah. You're and looking a, at me funny. And a TikTok star, I think. Oh, for real? No, no. That was oh. Friday. That's still going on? It is. I thought oh, okay. that was finished, but I did see it happened uh, this past Friday, so oh, maybe cool. it is going on. Sounds good to me. Who knows, Jerry? I'm usually checked out by Friday at 5 o'clock. You check yourself out? Well, that's the start of the weekend. Here comes the weekend. So, yeah. And those freaking Astros are in town tonight. Zach yeah, I don't care. You don't care? I don't. I care. I don't. I, I didn't at the time. I'm not now. You don't disrespect the Bronx oh, and expect to come to the Bronx. <laughs> please. Domingo Herman's going to hit your Hit you guys right in the back, square oh, in the back. Oh, God. Domingo Herman's not throwing at anybody. Who do we pick to hit right in the back, Jerry, to send the message tonight? Uh, you, Who's you the pick. biggest hitter? I'll tell you I who it won't pick. be. I don't know anyone on the It Astros. won't be George Springer. He's in Toronto. He's gone. Yes, is he Tampa. playing yet? Yes. Yeah, he is. 
He is. He's, He's finally, finally yes. not injured. He is finally playing. Yes. My goodness. <laughs> What's hey, worse, if we would have gotten George Springer, who barely played, or Lindor, who's playing but doing nothing? They both stink at this point. You hear that? You both stink. Well, I'll tell you what's worse, signing uh, Jed Lowry for two years and having him play two games. <laughs> <laughs> that didn't work out. No, it didn't work. Would you, would you put three that... for four again last night. <laughs> Jerry, would you put that under signings that didn't work out for the uh, best? Yeah, I would say column? that was a big fat zero. You would put that in there. Okay. Oh, that one is. And I, I know I point it out every day, but I do look. Like, I look for the former Mets because they're sprinkled. And the same with the Yankees. They're sprinkled all over the league, and I'm giving you Talkman stats you know, every time he does something. But it's funny that a guy had, I don't want to call it mysterious, but, like, we never really knew what was wrong with him. And, you know, the one year he was ready to be in the starting lineup right out of spring training, and then it was, well, he's got a problem with his leg. It's going to be a little while. Next thing you know, it's the all-star break. Like, where the hell is Jed Lowry? Yeah. And then it's, well, he's working his way back. And then, well, we're going to shut him down. We'll see him next season. And then he doesn't play next season. Then he goes back to Oakland, and not only is he playing – and he's batting like 250. He's not batting 400. But every time I check, he's got two hits. He's got an RBI double. He's got, I mean, give me a break. It's nuts. Is it a coincidence, Jerry, that when Jed Lowry was here not producing, Chili Davis was the coach? <laughs> no wonder they had to fire him. I suppose it's possible. Very, very possible, Al. Ugh, anyway. Jerry, as you may remember, I'm coming up on my one-year anniversary in my condo, and I couldn't be happier with my purchase. If anyone's looking to buy or are a first-time home buyer, check out financing through Carney Bank. I had the best experience with my mortgage loan officer. Very personable, efficient, made the entire process super easy. Visit CarneyBank.com for more information and benefits of their first-time homebuyer program. You will not regret it. CarneyBank.com, member FDIC, Equal housing lender. All right, we have so much to do. We've got the uh, the Mets' stupid story. We continue with that. Also, uh, the Knicks win in Memphis. They are a machine. Matter of fact, maybe they get the one seed. Who knows? And the Rangers, yeah, I mentioned in the Rangers, not for a good reason because a couple of their players got their heads handed to them on the ice. We'll get to all that and more. Boomer and Geo at 6 right here on The Fan. It's the most anticipated WNBA season in history. So you know what that means. Court is back in session with Queens of the Court, a WNBA podcast. I'm your girl, Cheryl Swoops. And I'm Jordan Robinson. All WNBA season long, we'll bring you interviews with star athletes, analysis on your favorite teams, and lots of hot takes. Order in the court. Follow and listen to Queens of the Court, free on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, 522. It is the warm-up show until 6 o'clock. You know, I know we're here in New York, and we'll get back to the sports in one second, but I was looking at the weather forecast, as you know, during the break, and I know we don't pay much attention to what's going on outside of here, but how about in San Antonio? They had a storm that lasted a good while that had golf ball size hail fall. Could you imagine you're in Texas, and you've got these rocks basically falling from the sky? I mean, that's got to damage windshields, yeah. homes. I mean, what a, what a disaster. What if it hits you in the head, a big golf ball size might knock you out. Ice. It might knock you out. Why does nature do this to us, Jerry? Why does know. nature decide to throw golf ball size hail bombs at us? And how about tornadoes in the yep. Midwest? And, ah, just awful. Yeah. So and we're actually pretty lucky here for the most part weather-wise. Right. We don't get Weather's the extremes. Not, right. It ain't great, but we don't get tornadoes and earthquakes and... 
We don't get hail either very often. All right, we got the Hurricane Sandy we in do, 2012, which is rare. Already now eight, almost nine years from that. Is it that, that long yeah, ago? Yeah, that's how fast it goes. Wow. Jerry, Time I was flies. checking out the Zach Wilson's mom on Instagram. That sounded weird. <laughs> well, she... Inside know, Edition going to call you now? <laughs> no, there was a stir up because Craig asked uh, Zach Wilson about his mom being attractive and being in the spotlight. And he says, oh, no, no, she doesn't. Uh, she doesn't want to be in the spotlight. Meanwhile... She's on Instagram putting every second of her life. <laughs> she is on, she does those Instagram stories. Yeah, sure. All day long. And I know because I started following her to see what's going on over there, Jerry. I'm f- reporting. So for give the, me an example. Like what is, you're at home and you get an alert, Instagram. I don't get alerts, but I, I go check it out. All right, so give me a, get an example from yesterday. So, but and the other thing, she, so she's just, I don't, I see what she's, she's on there a lot, just talking nonstop. And everything is a plug. I think she's either getting all free stuff or getting paid to do sure. these things. Because she's always like, oh, this is my kitchen. These plates were purchased at Walmart for four ninety nine. Go to Walmart. <laughs> all day, everything she's doing. Right. And she's she went from, she had 11,000 followers. What's she at now? Before the draft. She's at 20,000. Wow, so she picked up another 2,000 yesterday. Yeah, so she does want to be in the spotlight. So it is fair to ask. A lot of people do. About the moms. Yep. I don't disagree with you. Yeah. And I and the way he asked it, I thought was very respectful. I agree. I do not understand why it was such a big story. Yeah. She wants to be in the spotlight. Yeah. And in fact, one of the things she Instagrammed about the other day was just when I just when I was going to start posting bras I like, oh. my son gets drafted. Wow, which means he took the attention away from her. Uh, right. <laughs> and now I guess she feels like she can't show off her bras because her son <laughs> is now in the NFL. It won't be a good look for him. He does have to go into a locker room. I guess. Of course he does. He can't yeah. be doing that. I'm glad you brought uh, Zach you. Wilson up, though. Thank because you, I do. Let me ask you this. And maybe I missed it. Maybe they were out there. So leading up to the draft, how many articles of concern did you read about Zach Wilson? Zero. <laughs> what did you read? He's going to be terrific. Right. I mean, everything about the arm strength, the ability. He's a cross between Joe Montana and Tom. What was it? What was they Aaron Rodgers, Patrick Mahomes, I mean, Tom Brady, all wrapped in one. And now I want to be extraordinarily clear with this. I am not disagreeing at all with what Brian Costello wrote <laughs> this morning, but I do find it amusing that the kid finally gets drafted. Like, it finally happens. Here he comes. And this is the article. Um, from the New York Post this morning. Zach Wilson, this is the headline, Zach Wilson's lack of pocket pressure could become Big Jet's concern. <laughs> he hasn't been on the field yet. He's not yet, played yet. Yeah. And everything's been so positive. Now, like I say, I don't disagree with Brian. I think he's right. Uh, Wilson, this is, what he, this is what he's saying, though. Wilson was barely touched in 2020 as BYU played a weak schedule and he had the luxury of playing behind a strong offensive line. <laughs> Right. No kidding. But all we read about was what an amazing pick and player this is going to be. Now they've got him. Now let's see where it's going to go wrong. Now he's going to suck because he's on the Jets. Cow. I mean, it's really funny. Yeah, Ay, yeah, yeah. The, the mom is decking the whole house out in Jets stuff, too. Well, yeah. I mean, I understand that. And she's uh, in Jet shirts all the time. I mean, I, I was told that the Duke's house is all red and blue for WFAN. No, they got nothing. Your parents don't have anything? They've put nothing up of me at WFA and They're Jerry. not proud of you? Oh, they're very proud. Oh. 
All right, well, I figured maybe they would they have like a spare bedroom, like the Al spare bedroom for when you go to pick up your toilet paper and stay the weekend. Yeah, but they've got it decorated in lighthouses for whatever reason. Like my mother oh. decided the lighthouses is going to be like the uh, shore. I guess they're nowhere near the shore. Well, that's how they. That's how they stay close to the shore. I was going to say, at least if they go they in there decorate. and see the decor, maybe they could shut their eyes and think they're at the shore. Right. Decor of the shore. I suppose. I was reading yesterday, Jay, Reggie Jackson is working for the Houston Astros now. Good for him. Good for him. I don't know why anybody cares. He's a traitor. Like, That's I actually why. saw there, there was an article written about this. Yeah. Why do we care? And I, I checked. You know what I did with that article? I put it in my save articles folder. Why? Then this morning, I put it on my show sheet. Does this, like, bother you? Yes. Why? Because we hate the Houston Astros of all teams. But he's good friends with the owner. And it's, by the way. It's both the Mets. We still hate the Astros from Mike Scott, 86 Mets. Yes. We now hate the Astros Yankee style for the cheating. You know who I hate from that from that series? Who? The Yankees for not hitting. That's fair. I mean, I'll go, I will always go back to that. Who was the hitting coach? Oh, I'd have to, I don't have to look. I don't remember. You can fire him, though, if you want. But, yeah, Reggie Jackson is uh, very close to the Astros owner and now works for the Astros. I found this very interesting. Like Number one, A, what does he really do? Reggie Jackson? Nothing. <laughs> That's first, okay? <laughs> Number two, and I'm not saying he didn't have amazing moments with the Yankees. Of course he did. Reggie Jackson played 21 years in the big leagues. How many years with the Yankees? Ten. Six. Fifteen years was spent with the A's and the Angels. Like I, you know, I, I I love this notion that he's this great all-time Yankee, legendary. He's Yankee. not. He had great moments. He was here. He had a good run, no doubt. Fifteen out of twenty-one years was somewhere somewhere else. Maybe you missed that time he hit three home runs in I, the game. Again, I didn't say he wasn't a good Yankee. He was. It's great. Great moments. I'm not taking that away from him. From my childhood, I actually do remember him more as an California as an angel. angel. I I know. Me too. And so I guess because we grew up around the same time. Yeah. I also didn't realize, and I only went and looked at it this morning because I saw the article too, and I thought, whatever. I mean, he really has we have zero impact on the Astros. I don't know what impact he had here. None. Um, <laughs> well, you're really shutting down this But what Reggie did he Jackson. do? Like, what did Reggie Jackson do here that made the Yankees better? Okay, I'm, I'm ready. Go ahead. Go ahead. He, you uh, got 30 minutes. He uh, teach them how to. He taught them nothing. Next, he won hit. the nineteen seventy uh, as a World co- Series. no, no, you moron. Point, We're talking Eddie. about right now as an employee of the Yankees. What did he do? What was his impact? He He's, was ambassador. Uh, what right. does that do? Goodwill you, ambassador. Yeah, you meet. With how clients. does that help them win? How does it help them win? Like Reggie Jackson leaving as whatever his title was. Yeah, did what for the organization for the team on the field? Hitting instructor. Person. No. Next. Uh, mentor? No, next. Nothing. Goodwill ambassador? Nothing. So let him go to Houston. See ya. Goodbye. Adios. Please. Like, this is a story. What do you think he gets paid to do at Houston? Like, what's the... What... what, How much a year do you think he makes? $200,000. Really? And we can't even tell you what he does. Probably, my guess would be... Damn. He probably, like, you know, visits suites... Yes. So, but that that to me is zero impact on the team on the field. None. Hi, I'm Reggie Jackson. Would anyone like a photo here in this booth? I'm, I'm sure that's exactly what he does. Yeah. I'm sure that's part of it. He'll probably be at spring training walking around. Hey, there's Reggie Jackson. Great. <laughs> Wonderful. Please. Sounds like you would not want a photo with Reggie Jackson. No, I don't actually. I have no, zero interest pass. in Reggie Jackson. All right. Zero. Bit of an odd guy. He's been here a number of times. Mm. A little strange. You think? Really? Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> 
Strange in an interesting way. Mm-hmm. Goodbye. See Strange ya. Fella. Get out. Next. You know what they say, Jerry? Don't let the Yankee door hit you on the butt on the way out. That's, that's right. And don't come back here. Because once you leave and go to Houston Astros, enemy of the Mets and the Yankees, historically, don't come back. We don't want you. Jerry, I don't yes. know if you're aware of today is May the 4th. May the 4th be with you. Star Wars nerds love it. Uh, ESPN is doing a broadcast for Astros Yankees, which will have costumed commentators, and it's going to be their main game feed. Now, in the past, when they had little gimmicks like this, they would make it like another feed. You could you'd get a regular game feed, and then you could and get ESPN the Star Wars. two would do the other. Yeah, game. this mm-hmm. is their their regular game feed. Carl Ravitch, Jerry, he's going to dress like Luke Skywalker. Mm-hmm. Tim Kirkjian. <laughs> Tim Kirkjian. We'll dress as Yoda. How do you dress as Yoda? I don't know. Okay. And Eduardo Perez will be dressed as a Jawa. I I don't know what that is. A what Jawa? is a Jawa? It's like the hooded, uh, that hooded. I see, I don't tiny know Star hooded, Wars. Uh, okay. Thing that we lived in the woods. Steve Levy's going to anchor from the studio, dressed as Darth Vader. Will he have the mask on? I I don't know. I I would think the whole. You have to if you're going to do the costume, right? So how do we know it's really Carl Ravitch? Well, Carl Ravitch is going to be Luke Skywalker. Oh, who's Darth Vader? Darth Vader is going to be Steve Levy. So how do we know Levy's in the costume? Maybe he'll have the face cut out. How about this? Helmet on. Just put someone in the costume and let him voice it over. Back in the control room. There's no lips. You can't see what we say. I don't think right with that with Darth Darth Vader Vader mask. Correct, Jerry. So you just have you can have never an saw a Star Wars movie. Nope. Oh, I have. I just I don't know it well enough. You don't. Yeah, I, not really. I mean, I, the first three, which are what the middle three, I guess, yeah. when we were kids. What do you mean four, five, six, and first three? Yeah, no, that's <laughs> what I'm saying because the first three were really Easy. four, five, six, which is right. very confusing now with the prequel that they put out. And then I watched one where Luke Skywalker is now older. I did see this one recently. That's the force be with you, right? It is. Uh, and I think that that is actually seven. I don't know the name of it, though. And that's where Han Solo's dead, I think. I don't Spoiler remember. Spoiler alert. Star sure. Trek, Star Wars. I can't even tell them apart. Well, one's Trek, one's Wars. Yeah, one had to Kirk and uh, Shatner. One, exactly. Who's still going it with Price? Was not, um, not Priceline. What does he endorse? William Shatner. I don't remember. He's still going at like I 88 know. years old. Isn't that something? Yeah, he's still in good shape. That's the one guy I would like to get in studio just so Eddie could meet him. You failed him. I know, I did. I really do feel like I failed him. Well, there's still time. No, Why don't exactly. you reach out? No, we're, we still, uh, if he passes. Now, now, where do you stand on him taking jobs away from up-and-coming actors that are struggling to make ends meet because he's 88? I, I have no problem with it because he's typecast as a Star Trek guy. He's not taking and, – and acting jobs are unlimited, unlike play-by-play jobs. A lot of guys that uh, don't have work. Yeah, but well, Bussing tables. But they're not – maybe they're not talented or fit Because people for the over job. 65 have their job. No, no. Play-by-play broadcasters is different. 534 on limited. the fan. More than halfway home to Boomer and Geo. Don't go away. Scientists responsible for the COVID-19 vaccine. You're welcome. Uh, 540. A nice little Tuesday for you. Hey, I know you don't watch the hockey. Did you at least see the highlights of that mess last night with the Rangers and Capitals? I was reading about it. It seemed like a lot of uh, a lot of trouble, a lot of physical trouble. What went down, Jerry? I, well, I'll tell you this. Listening to you know Bob Usler and Sal talk about it, driving in and reading the stories, 
almost made it be, hmm, be careful how I say this. Not as bad when I watched it. It's still horrendous what this piece of garbage did on the the ice. This Tom Wilson. Um, but like reading it, it sounds like he basically just pummeled a guy one on one, and no one got in the middle of it. And then he dragged him down and kept kicking the crap out of him. It wasn't that you had was it Buchnevich or Pernan? One of the guys was in tight near the goalie. And I guess Wilson came over. There was a big scrum. The problem is Wilson gets the guy to the ground and starts punching him in the head. I think twice at that. And I'm forgetting. I think it was Buchnevich first and then Panarin or vice versa. But then the other one jumps on his back. He winds up grabbing him, grabbing him by the hair and pulling him down. Again, I had a different image in my head from what I expected to see. But it's just, it's one of these things where, and you know I love hockey. But it's one of these things where people will now talk about hockey that never talk about hockey for all the wrong reasons. Right. And if you're the NHL, and this is like the fifth time this clown has done stuff like this. Tom Wilson? Yes. How about this? Because he clearly isn't going to stop doing it with just a fine or a two-game suspension. When things like this happen, suspend them for half a season without pay. I mean, if you're good losing half your salary and not playing for half a season— then go ahead. Act like a thug and a goon. This was ridiculous. I really was. Not as bad as I read it to be, but pretty ridiculous. Come at me, Tom Wilson. I have no hair. You can't grab my hair and slam my head into the ice. You are bald. That I'm would bald. help. He might grab you by I'm not even joking. In that case, he'd probably grab you by your ears. Do not grab me by my ears. You know who I'd feel bad for in that case? Who? The poor guy on NFL Network. Oh, Andrew Siciliano. Yeah. He's got gigantic ears. He does. I know. I feel bad for him. Oh, if I was ever in a fight that guy, and I have no reason Right to, to the ears. Right. I, I have no reason to fight him. But you never know what happens. But if he comes at me on the streets of New York, Andrew Siciliano, and I don't have my weapons, I'd go, <laughs> yeah. right, and I'd, I'd go right for his ears. Yeah, I'm Take sure. right down by his ears. That's what Tom Wilson would do. Grab him and just right to the ground. Tom and then Wilson this clown, style. you should Google it real quick. You got to see Who this idiot, Tom Wilson. He's in the penalty box, takes his jersey off for whatever reason. Maybe it was ripped off at some point. I don't know. And he is literally flexing. Is that right? So yeah. he's flaunting his behavior. I mean, what behavior. an ass, honestly. He's six foot four, 194 pounds. And he's I not get, from Grenoble, France. I can take this punk. And you know what's interesting, too? So Peter Laviolette is the head coach of the Capitals. He's the former Islanders coach, if you remember. I do remember. Okay. So I didn't listen to the whole thing yet, but I rolled on his press conference, his video conference yesterday. Peter Laviolette? P- yeah, Peter Laviolette. The first three minutes, not one question about it from the Washington media. I got two minutes to go. I hope someone asked him because obviously Quinn spoke about it on the Rangers side. But I was stunned that like that wasn't one of the first. And I know they had issues. They had some sort of disciplinary issue pregame with a couple of their players. So, all right, you want to ask about that, that's fine. But how that's not like the second question or the third or the fourth, I'm I'm baffled by. He's got a whole section, this Tom Wilson, on his Wikipedia page, a whole section titled Suspensions. Yeah. A bad guy. 2017, again in 2017. 2018, again in 2018. And what's worse is he's proud of it. I would love to fight him, Jerry. No, you wouldn't. Give me a pair of nunchucks. Why don't you train first? What if this, you, first of all, like you said, I have no hair. What if I was all lubed up with nunchucks and I fight him? The guy can't grab me, throw me to the ground. And I you want to lube up him. to fight a guy? Go ahead, yeah. man. Good luck. Isn't that what fighters do? Yes, they Don't put the they Vaseline do that on their face. Yeah, they put Vaseline on their face so that when yeah. I when I punch your face, my hand slides. So the glove off. doesn't stick. Yeah, that would hurt. That sounds like cheating. 
Uh, well, I mean, until you're the one that's getting your face punched. Have you ever been punched? Yeah, I was boxed with the Ron and Fez show. It, was it hurts. Not, it was not pleasant. No, it's not. I had headgear on because we had a fight with headgear on. I don't on. know what that does. Me neither. I got concussed with headgear. And the problem with the headgear was it, it threw off my peripheral vision. Yeah, because so I, I know. I, I saw my opponent, Joe Poo, winding up. Joe Poo? Yeah. What is that? That was his name. And then I see him wind up, and then his fist would disappear, and I'm like, where did his fist go? (laughs) Right on the side of my head. I'm laughing because it's so true. You don't see. I don't know what that headgear, honestly. I don't know. And it gives you a false sense of security because once you get hit, you're hit. And I told you, I took a roundhouse kick once. Same type of deal. I'm like, what's he doing? <laughs> where does let go? Oh, right upside my Never head. Never saw it coming. Yeah. You are right about that. It's <laughs> too funny. It sucks. <laughs> so I listen. I got I got destroyed by a guy named Rob, who just I mean kicked pummeled. you right oh. upside your head. I got through the first round with him. Okay, the second round because we just boxed. The second round we went full kickboxing, and he full kicked my ass. Yeah. <laughs> is what he did. And you got your ass kicked by Joe Poo. Right, Joe Poo. You proud and, of that? Uh, no, especially <laughs> since he was smoking in between rounds. <laughs> he was mocking you. Mocking me, yeah. <laughs> Why didn't you just run him around then with all I, that smoke in his lungs? I, He'd be dying. I, know, I, I don't know. <laughs> I, I'm not sure. Instead, you were like Rocky going right to Clubber Lang. Yeah. Come on, hit me. <laughs> it's like the UFC. They have those gloves that really look like they provide no padding. Right. Yep. Just like that headgear. Like, I'm not sure what it's, it's minimizing uh, it a little of bit. Of course it is. But it's, but not, it's not I really great. do think it gives you a false sense of security. Yeah. Like, oh, I got this headgear on. Go ahead. Hit me. Oh. <laughs> Down for the count. Down I go. Boo. Boo. Yeah. Devontae Adams, Jerry, took to social media. He's a wide receiver on the Green Bay Packers. He tweeted out, gotta appreciate what you got while you got it. Does that well? That's mean, true, and that applies to a lot of things in life. None of us that, do. But does that mean he thinks that Aaron Rodgers is leaving? I think he thinks it's possible that he's leaving or, or going to sit out. Do you think? Here's how. Uh, so it's gotta appreciate what you got while you got it. Right. I don't know if that's a message meaning Aaron Rodgers is gone and I don't have it anymore, or is that a message to the Packers like appreciate what you've got? I think it could be looked at both ways. Right. That's the I, best kind of message. And if you're a positive person, I think that's the way you would take it. But I also think it could be a situation where he is he sees the writing on the wall and hey guys, you got something. Appreciate it because before you know it, it's over. Right. And I thought it was neat. I don't know if you saw the 49ers, several of the members of the 49ers called and texted Kyle Shanahan just to let him know that they were alive on Sunday. <laughs> I thought that was funny. Because <laughs> he said. <laughs> he wasn't sure. Know. When asked about Jimmy Garoppolo, will he be on the squad after the draft? He said, I don't know if anyone's even going to be alive on Sunday. <laughs> yes. And here we are already Tuesday. And they've all, and at least not all, most of them have checked in with him yeah. that they made it to Sunday. Hey, coach, still breathing over here. All good. You never know. Here today, gone tomorrow. It was like the great 80s band Cinderella said, you don't know what you got till it's gone. That is very true. Well, that's a generic line. How could they write a song like that? Well, you remembered it. All right, that's weird. Though, like, and the fact that you remembered just... Cinderella sang Cinderella. it. And Johnny Mitchell used that in Big Yellow Taxi also. Yeah, see, I feel like uh, when it, I don't like when a song's chorus is a common saying, like, don't know what you got till it's gone. Okay. Because that's so easy. Like, Billy Joel has a you terrible song. You also remember it, though. Billy Joel has a song on the Stormfront record that that goes, 
when in Rome, do as the Romans do. Like, that's just a saying. Right. It's not a song. And country music is filled with songs that are just saying. Really? You saying country music a little cliche? Yes. Yeah, no kidding. Very cliched. Well, that's great. Now Al has another thing to get super annoyed by. Yeah. For no reason. Cliched songs and titles. How'd you adopt a kid? I can't handle that. Because then your attention could get away from all the nonsensical stuff. Yeah. And then you could just get annoyed by a human. <laughs> by a, a small human. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Jerry, watch this. And you, hey, how about those cable TV rates? <laughs> don't start, please. You, please you, don't start. You're not, your grandma ain't paying for yes. <laughs> doesn't want it. But Guess what? I'm paying for the ID channel. Don't want it. Ay, ay, ay. Do me a favor. Don't bring that up. Yes, please. I don't have the energy today. At least podcast ratings. <laughs> Boy, Eddie. Who's listening to it? <laughs> what s- is wrong with you? I see uh, CeCe Sabathia's <laughs> wife, oh, Amber Sabathia, God. has joined uh, the ranks of sports agents. I think that's great. And I'll tell you why. Because she's been around the game for a long time. Yeah. She probably, I would think, knows more than most coming up. And as long as she's got the training, which I'm sure she has at this point, I'd, I would, if I was an up-and-coming player, I'd go right to her. I might sign with her to see if she could talk about getting me a raise here. Go for it. Mr. Mark Chernoff, you'll be meeting with Amber Sabathia today. I'm in. <laughs> Let's go. Let's you call want her. her to represent you as well? <laughs> yes. All right. So Absolutely. I'm going to reach out to her today and say, you've got two potential broadcasting <laughs> superstars. And, and we're not 65 yet, so you've right. got time. We've got time. You've got time. We're still interested, but we have no They don't want to raise. They just want to be paid for this hour. <laughs> Hence, a raise. Thank you. <laughs> Mrs. Amber Sabathia. I think she joined... Um, what's CAA. It? Yeah, CAA. Isn't that where Brody is? Uh, no, Brody is at Rock Nation now. Oh, he left. Well, yeah. he was at CAA, took the Met job, and then went to Rock Nation. Rock Nation. God, I thought he went back to his other place. Okay, fair enough. We got we got to run. Maybe we combo it up. We get... We get Amber Sabathia and Brody. This would be like Shark Tank. Listen, you're going to get two sharks, not one. Yeah, two. You never know. Eddie, say what you got to say, Al. Who is sick of paying rent? I have my hand raised. You can't see it. Why would you rent? I'm questioning that. I bought a condo a year ago, and it feels great to build equity in my own home. If you're looking to buy or are a first-time home buyer, finance through Carney Bank. They changed my entire outlook on the mortgage process. Also, their first-time homebuyer program offers savings like a 30-year discounted rate and a down payment as low as 5%. Don't hesitate. Visit CarneyBank.com. That's CarneyBank.com. Member FDIC, equal housing lender. All right, still more to do. Plus, we'll get you to Boomer and Geo at 6 o'clock right now on Odyssey Sports Minute. It's JR explaining the Aaron Rodgers issue and what's happening. It's the dynamic duo of Al and Jerry, the superheroes of WFAN. Hi, right, welcome back. Knicks won again last night. Mets lost in St. Louis, and then they fired their hitting coach, and the Yankees take on the Astros tonight. The Nets in action in Milwaukee, Al. Warm-up show brought to you by Carney Bank, your bank for today. For tomorrow, visit CarneyBank.com for details. I see the great Carmelo Anthony, Jerry, has passed Elvin Hayes and is now top 10 all time in scoring. I cannot believe Elvin Hayes was in the top. I know, I know the name. Top ten, right? So, I was blown away by that. Actually, so now is Carmelo a top ten player of all time? No. What? No, he's a top I ten scorer. Argue, I would argue I'd the, that's what you try to do in the NBA: be a scorer. There's so he's more be top to the 10. game than scoring. Got to play some defense. 
Hmm. Is this one of those situations where it's like guys are scoring more now so it doesn't count as much? It's different, just like the home run ball has changed in baseball over the years. It's Yeah, I mean, of course, the game is different. I mean, you know, teams really don't play defense on a night-in, night-out basis, and teams are scoring more points, and the three-point line has changed the game. There was no three-point line in the 60s. So, yeah, I mean, it is a little different, sure. The numbers are skewed a little bit. So when they just decided one year in, like, the 70s, like, what if we did a three-pointer? I mean, I don't know how it came about exactly, but, I mean, essentially, yeah. I think the ABA was fooling around with it, and then the NBA adopted it when they merged. And yet, when we talk about a four-point shot now, everyone's like, "No, it's, it's a disgrace no, I, to the game." You know what, Al? I don't know about that. I oh. think there, I, I think there are some that actually wouldn't mind seeing it because guys can hit it now. I mean, if you move the, if you move the three-point line, listen to Boomerang oh, Geo mornings Jerry. from six to ten.